Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Ride-hailing apps have impacted taxi drivers for years, but now Uber is striking up an unlikely partnership. The rideshare app will start letting riders in New York City reach Ubers and taxis, all from the same app, as early as this spring. But Uber drivers and taxi drivers, they're paid differently. And while taxi cabs are part of a union, Uber drivers are not. So how will Uber navigate that through this partnership? Joining us now with more is Fez Siddiqui. He's a San Francisco-based tech reporter covering automation and the future of trans, uh, transportation for The Washington Post. Hi, Fez. Hi, thanks for having me, Sasha. Fez, why is Uber partnering with taxi cabs? So over the past year, and uh, largely um, from the effects of the pandemic, there's been a, there's been a pretty steep driver shortage. Um, so Uber seems to need uh, all the drivers it can get at a time like this, and that has resulted in a sort of unlikely partnership with a taxi industry, which Uber is um, credited or, I guess, responsible for decimating. Um, so it's, <laughs> people are calling it sort of an unlikely um, and uh, just sort of an odd marriage, right? But taxis yeah. are now going back to Uber. Seems seems very strange at first. Um, dig more into that driver shortage and what was causing it. Yeah, I mean, so there was obviously the immediate impact of COVID-19. Uh, people stopped riding, uh, particularly around that period of March and uh, April 2020. And a lot of these large cities, I mean, you think about New York, San Francisco, Chicago, um, that had like significant um, closures, stay-at-home orders, people were not using uh, the ride-hailing functions anymore. And that caused drivers to seek other work. Um, A lot of people filed for unemployment. Mm -hmm. Um, People did food delivery. And those drivers have not come back um, at the rate that might be expected. Um, So taxis are now a way to bring more drivers onto the app. More recently, gas prices. I mean... (laughs) Think oh, about yeah. uh, the, the back of the napkin math that drivers are having to do to see if they can justify um, to see if they can justify doing trips, and it's like I don't know. Some of them might feel like they're not coming out ahead at all. And to your earlier point, Fez, you know when Uber and other ride-hailing companies like it came around, weren't they interfering with taxi business? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, people found uh, largely because of the way these trips were subsidized um, and incentivized, people found that an Uber was cheaper or more convenient. Um, There were, uh, I mean, there have long been uh, these concerns about uh, discrimination in terms of hailing a cab. And so Uber seemed to present itself as, uh, as like an antidote to those things. But, of course, as time went on, people saw the way that Uber, uh, you know, their drivers weren't unionized. Drivers felt Uber was chipping away um, from their money and and the the fares that they would receive. Um, Mm -hmm. And it sort of replaced uh, one system with another. Will New Yorkers be able to hail all taxis from the Uber app now? So that's Uber's goal. Um, It won't be immediate. Uh, Right now it's a partnership with like essentially like a dispatch service. Um, But Uber does want every cab to be be available on its app uh, over the next five years. So that's the goal um, on their end. Uh, Mm -hmm. For now, I think New Yorkers will see a significant amount of 
taxi service, and um, they're just sort of going to ease into it with New York City. So tell us what it's going to look like for the rider. What are they going to see on their app when they're trying to decide between an Uber or a taxi? Yeah. Um, so basically, what Uber what Uber is uh, what Uber has done that the taxi industry has not done as well is uh, this sort of user interface. So basically, Uber wants to make it seamless. They want you to be able to go over to the taxi tab. You will select the taxi option. The driver, the app will populate then with the driver's picture, the vehicle information, um, and just details on when they're going to arrive, where they're going to arrive. Um, you'll get in the car. It'll be kind of like an Uber, and you'll get out. Your payment information will be stored, and you won't have to wait for them to, um, you know, calculate the fare on the meter. Um, and it'll be kind of like an Uber, except you'll be doing that inside of a yellow cab. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to wait till the end anymore to find out how much you owe? You can just get charged right at the beginning. Yeah, and, and that gets into uh, the fare calculations, which are different. Right. I mean, uh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, you're, you're hitting my, my point there. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, drivers on cabs are used to um, being paid the metered rate uh, on an Uber, on, an, on a taxi hailed through Uber in New York City. Drivers will be paid what's called the four hire vehicle rate. Uh, which is different. I mean, you can't definitively say one way or another, but it's definitely different from what the metered rate would be. Um, those, uh, you know, there's a baseline uh, for a taxi fare. I think it's something around like 250, and like that doesn't apply on the four higher vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be different for someone who's used to getting in a cab and uh, seeing how the meter works on a mileage and uh, minute by minute basis. Um, Uber. Uber will be much more like um, the typical experience of getting in a car, knowing what your fare is up front, and uh, getting out of the car without handing over cash or a credit card. So is there some concern about Uber using this to eliminate competition? There is, there's sort of a feeling of like, well, well, well. <laughs> like, you guys <laughs> what need do we drivers, have here? suddenly you're coming to the, <laughs> coming to the taxi industry. Um, I think there is fear about, like, whether this will now um, lead to sort of like a race to the bottom, especially with taxi fares that the union suggests are going to be, um, they're going to better compensate drivers. And, uh, you know, taxi drivers who are unionized have better protections um, in their view. And so there is fear over, like, what this is going to lead to. Uh, They provided some examples where they said, uh, the Uber or the for hire vehicle fare would be much lower than the traditional taxi meter based fare. But Uber mm-hmm. also does surge pricing. So it sort of remains to be seen whether taxi drivers on Uber would get those surge price fares at really busy times. Nice. One of the things about taxis is you, you don't um, encounter that kind of uh, market based pricing. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about Uber partnering with taxi drivers in New York City. Yeah. And we're discussing what that could mean for Chicago. Our guest is Fez Siddiqui, who's a Washington Post tech reporter who's based in San Francisco. Coming up in a few minutes on the program, want to learn to change a tire? Well, there's a new project aiming to do just that and more. Stay tuned for that conversation. Fez, uh, picking up where we left off, taxi drivers, they've got a union that helps determine how much they get paid, plus other employment protections. So is the union sticking around? 
for the partnership? Yeah, um, I mean, th- th- there's sort of like a uh, like tense uh, agreement now that like, hey, this is a work opportunity, um, and uh, we're on board. Except that um, they're certainly not. They're saying this is a victory for drivers and for like worker power. Um, so one of the union groups in New York City wrote. After its business model has shown the failures to protect drivers from ridership downturns and rising gas prices, Uber is returning to its roots, yellow cabs. They wanted to make clear that this shows the power of drivers as opposed to the power of Silicon Valley. Um, they are uh, they are working together in the spirit of, you know, this is another opportunity for drivers to make money and get rides. Mm-hmm. Um but the tensions are still there, and no one has forgotten what happened uh, when Uber arrived on the scene a decade ago. Yeah, never forget. Um, Uber did add a forty-five to fifty-five cents fuel surcharge that was to help offset gas prices from uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. How are riders feeling about that, Fez? So the surcharge is, uh, it's interesting. So it's, for, yeah, it's 45 to 55 cents, as you pointed out. It is just one of those fees that gets tacked on. Um, riders are seeing what seems like a significant fare increase because of the supply shortages. So it's not necessarily that extra 45 to 55 cents, um, although that definitely factors in. But like as more and more drivers do this math and realize that with the cost of gas right now, it might not make sense to be driving. Um, that leads to just sort of a classic supply and demand problem of there are not enough drivers, so getting a ride costs more money than it would otherwise. So I think riders are, are feeling some pain, and of course drivers are feeling a lot of pain. Yeah. What do we know about if or when the program is going to expand? I think a lot of people listening right now are wondering, okay, so when can we see this in Chicago? possibly. Right. Yeah. So um, I asked Uber uh, around the time this program was announced, like whether and when it would be coming to other cities, if their intention is uh, to expand it over the next five years. But you would think that, you know, in the U.S., there are not a lot of significant taxi markets. It seems like New York, Chicago, um, San Francisco has some leftover cabs, and like it, it, it seems like in the U.S., Chicago would be one of the next targets. Yeah. Um, but I do think the focus is going to be um, getting this program off the ground in New York, and then seeing how easily it's integrated um, into other cities. Uber has done this around the world as well, and they've been trying to bring cabs on board. Um, okay. So, I mean, my sense <laughs> is that earlier in that five-year window, um, but not necessarily imminently. I mean, I would hope Chicago's near the top of that list when they decide to expand. Yeah, I mean, think about the, the cities that have, uh, you know, I used to cover transit, and it's like <laughs> the cities that have, like, thriving transit cities or thriving uh, transit systems, um, or at least ones that are quite busy, are New York, D.C., and Chicago in the U.S., and sort of the same applies to um, the cab industry. Well, what are you going to be watching for in New York? 
Um, I mean, I'm curious how drivers feel about this. Um, there's a lot of cynicism. I, I think there's a lot of rightful skepticism about um, what this means for them and whether it truly is a race to the bottom. I mean, do they feel like they're making less money than they were uh, when the fares were metered? Um, do they feel like that, uh, that, you know, they don't get this fuel surcharge in New York? They don't um, qualify for it because the city has a minimum rate that they pay um, cab and for hire vehicle drivers. So, I mean, you just really want to know, Does the, is this the relief valve that Uber was seeking? Um, you know, does it bring prices down for everybody and make the whole um, app uh, work better? And then mm-hmm. you also just want to know, like, do drivers find it to be an opportunity or do they find it to be sort of an impediment to um, what they're trying to do? Fez Siddiqui is a San Francisco-based tech reporter for The Washington Post. Thanks for joining us, Fez. Take care. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.